So Money, episode 406, Jeanette Pavini. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Need a website? Why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 77 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business, and it all starts with a stunning website. With hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy, too busy, too busy worrying about your budget, your scheduling appointments, or to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The result will be stunning. Welcome back to So Money, everyone. Happy Monday. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. We have a two-time Emmy Award-winning consumer reporter on the show today. You've probably heard about her, seen her work somewhere out there. She's been doing the good work for many years now. Jeanette Pavini is here. She's completed more than 10,000 money-saving news stories. For eight years, she was the chief consumer reporter for CBS 5 out in San Francisco, and her money-saving segments became the backbone to her 30-minute consumer show called The Real Deal. Her Emmy-nominated show ran for 10 years on both CBS and NBC, and it was a recipient of eight Press Club Awards for best program. Jeanette is frequently featured as a guest contributor to the Today Show and also the Hallmark Channel's Home and Family Show. She also writes a column for the Wall Street Journal's Sunday edition and Market Watch. And now she's a spokesperson and consumer savings expert for coupons.com, which uh, as many of us know, we use coupons.com offers online and printable offers and digital coupons. Jeanette and I talk about, you know, how she got into the biz and what prompted her to become a personal finance contributor and correspondent. We also talk about all the sort of the brouhaha around couponing, right? There's like good couponing, bad couponing, terrible couponing. And she sets the record straight, talks about when it's worth it to coupon and why we should all engage in a little bit of couponing. It's not something that I really do. And obviously, if you listen to this show every day in my intro, I talk about how you're not going to learn about doubling your double coupons. That was my husband's line (laughs) that he made up. And we're not quite sure what it means, but we thought it was funny. So none of that on the show today. But we do talk about, you know, the market that is couponing and Jeanette's thoughts around that. Here's our lovely guest, Jeanette Pavini. Jeanette Pavini, welcome to So Money. I'm so excited to to be able to talk to you uh, today. So thanks for having me. My pleasure. You know, you're the ultimate guest for this show. We're talking all about how to live our best financial lives, and you've dedicated an entire body of 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 work of your life's work to getting the good stories out there about how we can do exactly that. So curious to learn more about your experience sharing the good word about financial empowerment, but also your own financial journey, Jeanette. I don't think I know that much about you personally. Yeah. I can ask you some personal questions. 
Okay, good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I kind of have that philosophy of to, you know, help people to help themselves so they can help others. It kind of goes, you know, full circle. How did you get involved in this space? I know I've talked to some of our peers from Liz Weston to Jean Chatsky, and I I find that we don't like grow up thinking we're going to just can't wait to talk about money on a grand scale. We can't wait to give financial advice or pursue these types of stories. It maybe you always wanted to be a storyteller. I'm curious. Well, I definitely have always uh, enjoyed being um, a storyteller. And, uh, you know, it's interesting about over 20 years ago, um, I started doing segments on um, for our a local TV station on people that were doing good stuff that no one was ever, you know, hearing about. And so from that, you know, it, it became a popular segment. But then people started saying, well, you know, what about segments for parents and saving money? And so I started doing um, segments on how to save money living in the Bay area um, and specifically for parents. And it literally parlayed into, I worked with CBS in San Francisco for over 10 years. It, it built a whole consumer unit, an investigative unit. And it just was because people really wanted to know this kind of information, like how, how can I protect myself as a consumer? How can I save money? How can I live without having that, you know, debt monkey on my back? And, and, and then uh, I did that for many years. And, um, and when I left news, I started free more and I partnered with uh, coupons.com because that was also their philosophy was even though their main you know business form is is coupons to save money they were also very uh, concerned about helping people live their best life financially and and going back to basics to save money and so we kind of developed this this partnership debt monkey I, that really puts a visual in my head I never thought of debt as a monkey but oh it's the monkey on your back and it's there for many many years and it costs you a lot of money you've been with coupons.com for as long as I can remember I mean so yeah. that's a that's a very impressive long-standing partnership um, what are some of the initiatives that you're enacting activating this year well, I, you know, one thing about coupons.com is they've stayed very true to what their core has always been, which was to make saving money very simple and very accessible. But that said, over the, the many years that they've been in business, what we try to do every year is, you know, add new things into our arsenal of ways to save, you know, whether it's coupon codes or card linked offers, you know, keeping up with technology. But with that main, um, you know, with the main focus of saving money in a simple way. Um, you know, and, and, and we've grown in a lot of ways because manufacturers have jumped on this bandwagon of realizing that consumer demand, everything from organics to, you know, uh, items that you would buy in a drugstore to things that you order online are demanding to to be able to have access to saving money. And so it's interesting how it's just skyrocketed, you know, and but it's always with that simple thing of let's just help you to help yourself to save money. What are your favorite stories to bring out into the universe? I and mean, what are some of the topics that you're extremely passionate about in this space? I prefer to talk about making money than saving money. I just think that's more exciting personally. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What about you? Well, I think, you know, obviously I, 
for a, a, a lot of people, you know, they're in a set salary and, and unfortunately raises have not gone up, you know, in many years for a lot of people. In fact, a lot of people across the country have had to actually take, you know, pay dedu- uh, deductions, you know, to keep their jobs and things. So for a lot of people, I feel like what I'm passionate about is teaching them how to give themselves a raise, you know, to look at their monthly budget. And, you know, Farnoosh, some things are set in stone, our mortgage, our rent, our kids' tuition, our medical insurance, you know, there's not flexibility there, but to really be aware of what you have flexibility with. And that would be things like groceries, entertainment, um, travel, you know, to use things like that to, to save money so that you can give yourself a raise. I I mean, by doing one simple thing like brown bagging your your lunch to work and so, and I've done this ten times over to check the numbers and the facts. But on average, you can save about twenty five hundred dollars a year, and so that's like four thousand dollars a year because you know that twenty five hundred dollars is actually after you've paid taxes, right? So it's like saving four thousand dollars a year or giving yourself mm-hmm. a four thousand dollar a year raise. So in a way, saving money can allow you to also make money, and then with that money, maybe invest it to make some more money. Yeah. And the key is to save that money right away, not to just to make it like hypothetical savings. Like, oh, in theory, I've saved this much money because I stopped the subscription or whatever. But to actually, you know, at the beginning of the year, just carve that money out and put it somewhere um, and actually save it is is the real step that you have to take. Oh, it really is. And, and you know, another thing that's interesting, I, I grew up, my dad was a, a huge inspiration. I mean, my dad, you, you know, a, a Italian American, first generation, you know, no money, seven mouths to feed. And we grew up paying cash for everything. Like there, the only debt you had was literally if you had a mortgage and we had an envelope system. And what he had for Noosh that I feel we don't have today as consumers he had a relationship with cash. He held the cash in his hand. He turned it over. He, he allotted that. And today, you know, his favorite saying was, you know, in my day, I'd earn a quarter. We'd spend 15 cents and we'd save a dime. Your generation spends the quarter, borrows another quarter at 25% interest, you know, and it was, it was true because today I don't think we have that relationship with cash. And so that's also something that I try to get across in my work is, you know, it's very easy for us to pull out plastic, but there is a pain associated with when we mm-hmm. turn over a cash. And um, if you if you start using cash and developing a relationship, you will have less debt. There's no doubt. What was your introduction to money growing up as a kid? What was mm. that like? It was it absolutely formed my beliefs and and what I practice today and everything that my father and mother taught me about saving money and the value of literally every dime has it's it's still the same today those same core values and you know they had they didn't have a lot right but we didn't go without we just we had what we needed and um but we learned to value money and to work really hard for our money. I mean my dad I God love him. I mean he like I said had seven mouths to feed and I don't think he ever you know made more than probably 45,000 a year yet he he retired. He just passed away this past year at 91, but he retired and they own their home free and clear in the Bay Area. They have money in the bank. I mean I'm not worried about my he took care of 
my mom, she's all set up, you know, and it was from his back to basics. You don't spend what you don't have. You, you make adjustments. We used coupons. I was introduced to coupons <laughs> from the day I can remember. I mean, you know, we still, I still go to my mom's house. She's so cute. She has an envelope for each of us kids with our names on it, with little coupons that she has for products that she knows we use. And it was like free money, yeah, right? Why yeah. would we not use it? I don't think we bought anything if there wasn't a coupon attached to it. So it was a natural progression for me to get into wanting to help people. Um, and, you know, even myself personally, you know, in my 20s, I made a lot of mistakes. Oh, with yeah. Credit card debt and things like, oh, sure. You know, you get out there, you're a clean slate. You're like prime meat for exactly. these credit card companies. I want to yeah. talk a little bit about the, that in, in probably my next question, my my next next question. But right now I want to mm-hmm. just because you mentioned something really interesting about coupons and um, the value of saving money. Do you feel like today there is this stigma with couponing a little bit only because of what we see in the media portrayed on these crazy like extreme couponing shows and people like stealing newspapers to get coupons. I feel like there's, there's a a right way and a wrong way to coupon. What's your take on that? Yes, absolutely. Such a great point. There's strategic, realistic couponing, which I recommend every single person no matter how much money they have, they do that. And then there's that extreme couponing, which is, it's really, it's, it's, it's a reality TV show, right? I mean, it's, it's a very small percentage. People get obsessed with it. And, and so it's, it's like the difference between, you know, what is a realistic type of way of saving money, the way that I teach people to do it, it takes less than 30 minutes, but the extreme is something different. And I think what has happened is actually couponing has become, it's like the new black, you know, I mean, it's kind of like people expect, uh, you know, to, to use coupons that that's why so many manufacturers, I mean, let's put it this way. We have coupon codes on our, on the coupons.com site for Neiman Marcus, for Nordstrom, for all, you know, for a range of, of stores, you know, I mean, maybe 20 years ago, Neiman Marcus might not think of a using coupon coupons at Nordstrom's. Can you tell me what, what my mom yeah. used to hear now about see, this? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it ranges in what kind of offers, but they, they offer coupon codes. Um, so it's kind of the new black. And I think what has happened is when we had kind of the the downfall in the economy back in about 2008, people really had to start thinking, okay, wait a minute, how am I going to be able to afford things? And it, it makes sense to buy things when they're on sale and then find a corresponding coupon. Because nine times out of 10, especially if you're ordering something online, you're going to find a coupon code. And a lot of retailers will also honor those if you go into the store and say, hey, look, if I order it here, can you apply that coupon code? So there used to be maybe that stigma of when, you know, a woman would come into a grocery store and she'd have 18 paper coupons and she'd, you know, have to scan them. But it, nowadays, uh, people don't bat an eye. If anything, I think there's a bit of an admiration because it's become a savvy savings. Yeah. Um, you can so, use yeah, your phone it's, now, it's, too. You can keep all you don't have to bring any physical coupons in. you can pretty much all download them from your phone. 
Absolutely. I mean, we have a, a mobile app and, um, you know, you could just, it's a simple, some stores actually, you can save it directly. Uh, we have a link there where you save it directly to your store loyalty card. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can't get much easier than that. When you swipe your card, you know, you get the store rewards and you get, um, uh, you know, the coupons or you could just print them up and, and then boom, 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 they scan it. I mean, to me, nothing is more exciting than um, seeing that little ding, ding, ding when all the coupons are coming off at the end. <laughs> um, so I have rewards cards at a few places where I shop frequently, not credit cards, but rewards cards, because I don't like to open up store Good. credit cards. Um, and that for me is like the easiest way to save because I just, you know, it adds up. My, my grocery store across the street will give me $10 off every time I spend 100 and groceries, That's- I mean, we spend that much. We, we could easily go through $100 in food in a week and mm-hmm. a half or so. That's really great that they give you $10 at 100 yeah. That's wonderful. But, you know, when you I always recommend to people that the ads are both online of what the store has on sale. Sale, Sales usually start on Wednesday and they go till Tuesday. If you plan your menu for the week around what's on ad and then find like corresponding coupons to that, you can literally slash your grocery bill by about 40 percent. And one other point I want to make is, as I was saying, you know, as you were asking about coupons.com and how new initiatives and growing and every year, you know, we grow and, and with what's coming on at the times and what's really popular now is drugstore items. I mean, they're higher value coupons for things like, you know, allergy medicines or shampoos. So people should also take the time when they do their personal care shopping. Because I know I'll go into the corner, you know, drugstore and I, $100, I don't even know what I got, you know, but to plan around that too. And those are things you can stock up on. Um, so I was in line at, uh, I think it was a Walgreens or a Rite Aid and uh, a woman in front of me had her rewards card. Um, I did not have mine. And I think I was behind her or in front of her. I don't remember the order of it, but she was like, can I, um, basically like, I'll give you my rewards card so that you can scan it. You get the points, but then I also get the points too. Like you, you yeah. can get the rewards, but then I get the points. Like we were both like tag teaming online and brings the community together. What can I say? Yeah. I mean, see, and there's a perfect example, right? I mean, you were behind this lady and you were probably like, it wasn't bothering you that she was no. using her rewards or coupons. You were, it was something that you were kind of excited about. And then next thing you know, you got to do um, her card. She exactly. got your, your points, but it was win. Yeah. Yeah. Couponing to me or saving money strategically is a win-win. I think it's a mindset though, that people feel like what you were saying earlier, that it's like, you know, is it this big time zapper or it's just not, I mean, not today. That's for sure. Not with mobile and tech. And it's just very simple to save. And I say, if you're walking down the street and you see a $50 bill, which is kind of on average what people could save a week, would you just walk by? I mean, no, you would, it's, it's free money. It's just like $50. Yeah. My So Money team's recently become a fan of a company called Realty Shares that's disrupting the real estate finance industry with their crowdfunding platform. Here's some investment advice brought to you by our April sponsor, RealtyShares.com. Haley from New York writes, how do I invest in real estate in California? Well, Haley, one easy way to invest in any one of the 50 states is through a real estate crowdfunding website. There are a few, but RealtyShares.com has the lowest investment minimums. RealtyShares allows accredited investors 
was to invest as little as $5,000 per transaction in residential and commercial real estate projects across the U.S. What's great about Realty Shares is that all of the real estate deals are sourced and vetted by experienced investment professionals. Thousands of investors are using the platform to browse through deals and invest in minutes. Of course, keep in mind that all investments are risky and may lose value. Past performance is not indicative of future results. For this month only, when you sign up at realtyshares.com slash so money and link a bank account, the company will transfer $50 into your linked bank account. Visit realtyshares.com slash so money to begin today. Tell us about failure. You brought it up first, so I'm going to just bring us back to it. But what was your greatest financial failure? Failure. Hmm. Well, uh, I have two, I would say. Uh, Definitely one of them was when I got out of high school and, you know, started getting credit and credit card debt. And I accumulated a lot of credit card debt, you know, living in my 20s. And and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, my God, I'm living for these payments and this interest. So I I learned at a young age and I actually thought, okay, I'm just going to get a waitressing job at night and pay this off and be done with it. And so I worked for six weeks every night, like after my regular job and just got rid of the debt because it was just it was killing me. Like I calculated it. I was going to be like in my 40s when I paid it off. You know, I'd probably still be paying it off if I made the minimum payment. Um, So that was one, but it was a great lesson. And then I would say the second one was I saved for a long time and I bought my first home in the Bay Area. And when I refinanced it, I took money out. And, you know, I wish I would have left that in as equity because looking back now, taking that money out for, and I don't even know what I took it out for. It's not like I took it out to add on a bathroom or something to add value as an investment. I took it out to have it. Right. And, and so I, um, I wish I would have kept that in because even though the property has gone up, it was, you know, 15 years ago, uh, it's still, I wish I would have had that equity because I don't know. So that's the same thing about credit card debt. You, you kind of don't know, like, what did I buy? Like, what do I show, you know? Um, so those I say would be two of the ones that, uh, but now I, I mean, I pay credit cards off. I, if I, you know, I just do, I, I hate having any fees or anything like that. And I bet your credit score is like a 900. <laughs> it doesn't go up to 900, but yeah, that's yeah. the number oh, one factor is paying off your bills on time. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, it's huge. And you can use those debt calculators to see when you'll get out of debt. And then I think that kind of motivates people to pay it off. But you know, I mean, again, my dad was such a great example for me. I mean, I I can't even tell you the lessons that I learned from him. I will carry forever. I, I really, he, he just, you know, he just didn't, he, he had no debt. I mean, he wouldn't buy something if it, if he couldn't afford it. And he just figured out ways to, to just live with cash. It was a great lesson. Was that a result of being part of the depression era, you think? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, point. Oh yeah. I mean, he grew up in the depression. He, um, you know, his mom, there were, yeah, he grew up in the depression, then went off to the war. So, I mean, you know, they just had a different, I mean, even like with my dad at the end, I'm like, dad, you know, you guys can afford this. Don't worry. He's like, no. I mean, I think he had like the same belt for like 10 years. I'm like, dad, I can get you a new belt. Ah, this belt that holds the pants up. That's all I need. I got two, a dress belt. And a you know, I mean, he just still did that. Even though he had, you know, money in the bank, it was part of that era. And it's a, it was, I don't know. I mean, it was a beautiful era to, to I, I love that generation because they just worked so hard and they had such a great appreciation. 
hopefully they had daughters like you too who would encourage them to spend a little bit sometimes because there was probably this sense of scarcity that ran rampant. Yeah, I think, and, and I think they just, my dad would always say, look, you know, your mom and I are happy and content. You know, I'd be like, you know, why don't you go travel here? They're, oh, you know, we're, we're happy just going down the road to Carmel or, we're ha-, you know, we just, it just didn't, wasn't part of what brought them, you know, the ha- happiness. He just, they enjoyed the simple things. They really enjoyed the simple things. And they were right. So, I mean, that's kind of what studies show, right? Is that buying shiny objects never leads to happiness. Mm-mm. No, it doesn't. I mean, it, it really doesn't. I mean, they, they taught me about a lot about that. And so that's why the whole debt thing, I, you know, I encourage people to try to find a way to get out of it because, um, as I said at the beginning, it is like a monkey on your back and it's hard to get rid of. Jeanette, what would you say is the number one habit that you practice on top of obviously being conscious about saving whenever you can, but is there something else that you do consciously? It doesn't have to be every day, but it's very much a part of why your finances are in tip top shape. Yeah. I mean, as I mentioned, I don't, I don't accumulate credit card debt and that's not to say I never did before I did. And I, you know, learned my lesson. Um, uh, I practice, I use coupons. I mean, I know that it's because I do look at it as, as free money and it kills me if I pay full price for something and I find out I could have saved money. And especially when I'm shopping online, I always find, you know, so funny, my husband was looking for a pair of shoes and he found these shoes and at the bottom of it, it said, you know, coupon code. So he, he's like coupon code. So he went to coupons and he's like, he found a $50 coupon. It was $50 off. We spent 200. These shoes were like 200. They were, you know, dress shoes. He got so excited. He's like, Jeanette, I said, what, have you not been listening to any of my news stories for 10 years? You know, I mean, I talk about this all the time, but you know, I, I do practice that. And now he's practicing that because it just, and I do build my groceries around what's on ad. I save a lot of money, um, a lot of money on my groceries and on personal care items because it's really the only place in my budget that I can save money. Um, and I also do an automatic withdrawal. It's funny. I set up an automatic withdrawal for my checking about 15 years ago for $50 a week. And I still do it. I've never like canceled it. And I have so much money in there. So, I mean, anything that you do for automatic withdrawals, I think is great because you don't notice that it's coming out of your account. It's the best plan. I mean, I did that too uh, way back when, especially when online accounts were really online. There was no ATM attached to it. They didn't send you a debit card. That was a perfect solution because talk about, you know, your habit is your impulse is to go and get the money, cash it out, but you just can't. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, you'd have to make a few extra steps, take time. No one wants to bother with that. Three, five, ten years later, you've got you know a nice five figure yeah, <laughs> saving. Exactly. You don't it's, know how that happened. It's like when did that happen? <laughs> it's it, great. The other thing about coupons, um, you know, is that you can, like you were saying earlier, there's coupons for almost anything, whether it's a designer from a department store. Um, What about like organic products? People are really now wanting to eat healthier. And it seems like the bulk of coupons in the food category are for things that are manufactured, um, prepackaged, things like that. What, Where can we find coupons or where should we look? How should we strategize if we want to eat healthy, fresh, but still save with coupons? 
Yeah, it's. I'm glad you brought that up because that has to be in the top two questions that people email me about or ask about because, you know, we are a lot of areas are becoming much more organic or grass fed beef or, you know, so I have three strategies for that. Um, the first thing is, uh, is to look at your overall. So you have your produce and meat that you want to do organic, but the rest of your, your grocery needs or drugstore needs are usually staple items like toilet paper or, you know, cereals or I don't know, you know, um, uh, paper towels. I mean, things like that. Right. So be strategic on the items that are exclusive of organic. Okay. So be really strategic. For example, the other day I waited for these paper towels that we use to go on sale. I had a coupon. And so I stocked up on those. I saved about $32 doing that. Now that $32, just from my doing my paper towels that way, that $32 I can now apply towards organic uh, produce or grass-fed beef. Um, so be strategic in those other areas that are outside of that, that you can save money. That's number one. Um, number two is that what you'll notice is the demand is getting greater for these types of, of foods. And so more and more grocery stores, like I know where I live in, in California, you know, this market I shop at, they now give uh, a full page in their uh, weekly, you know, sales ad to organic and, and and both produce and meat. So the grocery stores are catching on. So keep looking for that. And then my last tip on that, and this is something we should all be aware of, is I think we become overzealous. Like I know on a Sunday I'll go grocery shopping. I'll say, okay, Monday tomorrow I'm starting all, you know, eating lots of healthy, you know, organic fruits and vegetables. And then Friday comes along and half of them are still there. And and I'm wasting food. I'm wasting money. And it breaks my heart. I I hate that. You know, in uh, I just looked yesterday in United States alone, 30 to 40% of the food supply in the country is wasted. And so that's a lot of food that we're wasting. And it's a lot of money that we're wasting. So you really need to buy realistically and do things to preserve as long as you possibly can the food that you have. I love it. Jeanette, let's do some so money fill in the blanks. Are you familiar okay. with this? Are you scared? I, Don't be. Ah, what are you gonna ask? <laughs> yeah, we already talked about my debt from years yeah, ago. We're, so we're, yeah, we're we're beyond you know fearful yeah. uh, hardball questions here. So uh, this is the part of the show where I start a sentence and you finish it. The first thing that comes to mind. Okay. If I won the lottery tomorrow, let's say a hundred million bucks, the first thing I would do is. The first thing I would do, I would do with that money is I would support some, um, two things. I would support some nonprofits that are, are very close, near and dear to my heart. Uh, uh, one is, you know, I would help uh, No Kid Hungry. Uh, coupons.com is very involved with them also uh, because I feel like no kids should be hungry, right? And and mm -hmm. I would do that. And then there's another grassroots uh, made by survivors, uh, an organization that helps with human trafficking. I've been involved with those two. I think if we could... If I could help them to, to you know, make the change, I, that would be the greatest thing I could do with that $100 million. I'm I'm perfectly content with everything else in my life, really. Well, I was going to ask you later what you like to donate your money to, but I think this answers both questions or both right. on the blanks. <laughs> All right. Okay. One thing I spend on that makes my life easier or better is? Um, okay. So I travel a lot. And um, there's this, it's called Clear, and you pay, I think it's like $180 a year 
but you don't have to wait in any lines. You just, you're clear. You just go straight through. And I tell you, I, it is the best $180 I spend a year without a doubt. What about this? One thing I splurge on. So clear is definitely not cheap, but maybe this is a masking now for something that is like your guilty pleasure. My guilty pleasure massages. Um, I mean, I, I justify it in my mind that it's good for my, you know, body and circulation and all of that. But I do do massages and, um, yeah, it's, that's my guilty pleasure without a doubt. How often do you go? Weekly. Yeah. All right. I, you know, as much as I hear this from my guests, I don't really get massages and I'm wondering why this hasn't hit me yet that I need to go because I hear it literally from, I would say one out of every 10 guests tells me this is their, their splurge. So yeah. You know well, you know, here's a tip. You can go to massage schools and you can get mm-hmm. um, a, a student who's about to graduate and you get them for like 25, 30 bucks for an hour massage. So check out your local massage schools. It's a great deal. And they, they know exactly what they're doing. I mean, they're about to graduate, but they have to have a certain amount of hours on real people. It's, it's like a win-win. Awesome. All right. When I was a child growing up, the one thing I wish I had learned about money is, so your parents were were just fantastic role models, but there has to have been one thing that maybe you learned the hard way growing up that you wish maybe you had had an introduction to as a kid. What is that? The one thing that, um, that cash is king, Mm -hmm. that if you, if you save your cat, if you spend with cash, you'll, you'll, and you save your cash, you'll be in great, um, it'll put you in a much better financial position. I mean, I definitely grew up learning, you know, cash was king. My dad, my allowance was 15 cents a week when I was growing what? up. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm what did you, how long did it take you to buy something with that? <laughs> well, I mean, we, my parents would match like if we saved. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, I grew up in the 60s. Uh, so 15 cents was a lot of money back then. <laughs> So, but, um, you know, they would match, you know, if I saved $5 to buy something, you know, they would match it if they could and, and I would buy things, but we didn't buy a lot. Like I know with my son, you know, it was kind of ridiculous, you know, you're out and every time you're out, it seemed like I was buying him a Spider-Man figure or this or that. I mean, I grew up, it was like Christmas and your birthday. That was it, you know, but we never went without, I had a great fun childhood. We just got creative. That's all. Yeah. That's the key. That's the secret. It's the free secret. All right, Jeanette, last but not least answer this. I'm Jeanette Pavini. I'm so money because. Oh, let's see. I'm Jeanette Pavini. I'm so money because, because I get it. Finally, at my age, I get it. I would say you've gotten it for a while now. I don't know if you've just gotten <laughs> it. I think you've had, you've had it for quite some time, Jeanette. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom on this episode of So Money. I'm sorry that it just took us this long to get you on, but we'd love to have you back. You're a friend of the show. Your advice is timeless. And we would, uh, we love, you know, hearing about your success and, and following you. And, um, thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you so much, Farnoosh. It was a joy. And I look forward to talking again, really. That's a wrap. If you'd like to learn more about Jeanette, her website is JeanettePavini.com. She's also on Twitter. One word, Jeanette Pavini. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. See you right back here tomorrow with our special guest. Oh, you're not going to want to miss this. Shane and Jocelyn Sams. They were high school teachers turned millionaires as they quit their jobs and turned to the internet to make money. And we're going to learn how they did it 
and how their lives changed. Stay tuned. Hope your day is so money. Money.